Hey guys, welcome to a Payday Fortnite podcast. We're going to be talking about Fortnite uh, and just see where it goes. Yeah, so right now I am Sam, aka Just Casual, with Payday as the media director. And here I have with me Daniel, aka The Saved One, who has been shoutcasting our Fortnite tournaments that we have weekly every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at this moment. We might be adding some more days, but hey Daniel, how's it going? I'm going pretty well, yeah. They, they just recently added... Or they didn't add or they're doing something tonight which is wednesday mm-hmm. uh because the last last night things went a little bit long because of tie breakers breakers and stuff but yeah i'm doing well awesome awesome so do you want to introduce yourself a little bit to our audience right so like you said my name is daniel the saved one um i originally started showcasting league of legends and then one night my mom heard me and she was like, you're actually pretty good. And I'm just like, That's whatever. And then she's just like, you should, you should actually like go full time with that. And I'm just like, can I actually? So then I applied, I applied to radio broadcasting school and I just finished my first year. Oh, that's really, <laughs> that's how, how is that going so far? It's actually really, it, it's fun because we actually get to be on our own radio station okay. and we get to like improve our voice or improve different like little things that we say, like instead of just like excluding some of the T's and certain words, you actually pronounce them. Um, and instead of shortening certain words, you actually say the full word or whatever. Um, it's really cool. Just like to learn all these like little, little tricks in the radio world. And I get to apply them to like podcasts or like showcasting. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So a little introduction about me. I've been, uh, podcasting for about three years a little over three years now a lot of league of legends stuff and you know uh once fortnite came out uh i got really addicted to it it's a lot of fun yeah, it's-, it, it's a painful game because i'm not yeah. good at first person shooters i was me playing PUBG, and all that game was to me was looting for 20 minutes and getting shot from i don't know which direction <laughs> but at least fortnite's yeah. a little more friendly i had more friends playing it so then uh I'm slowly getting better, but uh, as the esports scene is evolving, and I've done a lot of Eagle, League of Legends esports stuff, um, Fortnite's super, super exciting. So we'll be talking about a lot of esports related to Fortnite as well. So I guess we could just jump into our first topic we want to talk about. Uh, since you've been casting with Payday for a few weeks now, and you've been casting on your own, like some VODs of some, uh, some pro players and such, uh, how is the casting experience with Fortnite uh, different or similar to other esports that you've seen, whether your personal experience casting them or just what, you, what we've all seen uh, out to the public? So in particular, comparing League of Legends to Fortnite in particular, um, with League of Legends, there's two roles. There's a play-by-play caster and a color caster. Usually the play-by-play caster is the guy that gets all hyped up, loves to just start yelling about certain plays that are happening on the screen. And then the color caster will come in right after the play-by-play and explain everything that just happened. Um, And that's a super like awesome pattern to have because it gets us very used to that Mm -hmm. uh, as casters. It's kind of like a little trick, right? The play-by-play will- similar to like uh, traditional sports like the NFL or Mm -hmm. basketball too, right? Yeah, yeah, the the play-by-play will say a generalized statement. Like it's this much gold, right now in the game and the reason because of that is all of these numbers on the screen Mm -hmm. right and then the color will go into like more in depth like oh this team has this many towers so in each tower is worth this much so you can see in the gold lead that it's whatever right yep yep. um with fortnite it's a little bit different i think um maybe once people start to get a little bit more structured i think that the league of legends pattern is going to transition over Mm -hmm. but what i've seen so far is that 
there are two play-by-plays and one of them knows a little bit more about the game than the other <laughs> so uh one play-by-play will go off about whatever the other play-by-play will then follow up with his own thing uh and then maybe cast something that's on his screen or just follow up the other play-by-plays with like his own little color of his or like analysis of his own mm-hmm. and then the other guy will maybe take it off and do his own little thing right so it's yeah. kind of just this big mess right now and that's where kind of we come in as like um long-time amateurs right so in the league of legends scene right now there's not a huge demand for casters there's maybe certain organizations that do need casters because of the the academy right now is getting like a little bit bigger Mm -hmm. but um all of us guys that have been grinding league for so long see this fortnite esports scene and it's like dude that's big so we just slowly transition over and it's a pretty smooth transition because fortnite's a simple game the only thing that the colors really need to know is like rotations or the amount of damage that the guns do or you know anything of that sort Mm -hmm. but then the play-by-plays they can get really hyped because these fights are just so massive and it's like a game of chess is what i've basically heard and it's exactly right yeah i think when you talk about play-by-play when you talk about league of legends or a moba like there's spells Mm -hmm. there's so many different characters heroes champions whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call them and there's just so much going on on the map but Mm -hmm. from just a first person shooter perspective Anyone that, like, you don't even have to be familiar with a game to be a really, like, entertaining play-by-play caster because you just see something Mm. that's very straightforward. It's someone shooting at someone. Oh, my gosh, they're hiding behind this. And then once you know your detail, then you can sprinkle in, like, good stuff. And, you know, that's when the Fortnite community will really enjoy, I think, people's color uh, play-by-play casting. But, yeah, when Mm. you talk about the complexity of things, I think it gets as complex as talking about strategies like, oh, they want to, like you mentioned, rotations. They probably want to go mm-hmm. to retail because of this. And then you're going to find mm-hmm. these are the common loot, uh, the spawn, the, where the chest will spawn most likely. And those kind of details or, yeah, like you said, uh, weapons, maybe certain uh, combinations of loadouts might be the best during certain patches. Mm-hmm. But, again, the variables when it comes to uh, the details in the game mm-hmm. is a lot fewer than something like League of Legends or Dota. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that I'm starting to kind of see is that, um, yeah, like you were saying, with League of Legends, it's like you have to know every single champion name, every single champion ability name. You have to know what it does and see it all on screen, mm-hmm. right? Um, in Smash, it's a little bit similar to Fortnite right now. I would kind of compare those two in terms of casting okay. because Smash, it's like there's two play-by-plays, right? One of them maybe knows a little bit more than the other. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they both just freak out whenever a fight happens and it's the <laughs> best thing to watch because it's so entertaining yeah yeah so there's no structure it's just the two guys talking back and forth and once once something happens one of the guys will maybe pop off or they both just start screaming mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's awesome it's similar to fortnite right now two play-by-play casters but fortnite's a little bit more structured than smash and League of Legends is like the top dog when it comes to casting. Yeah. The Overwatch scene is very, very similar too mm-hmm. to uh, League of Legends because a lot of the League of Legends casters went over to Fortnite. So they brought their own pattern with them and then they created a style in Overwatch. Like there's two, Monte Cristo and Doha. Yep. They both ca- they both cast uh, mm-hmm. Overwatch and they brought the League of Legends style over where Doha will show cast a whole entire fight and then in between rounds or whenever there is free time, Monte will come in with a little bit of a statement of his own 
and like explain what exactly happened in that fight and then Doha just takes it away once again gotcha gotcha yeah and i'm thinking another one would be like csgo since that's been around for a while and then there's some big uh league of legends casters that went over the over there like dayman and stuff um mm -hmm. joe miller and i think they mm -hmm. i think uh one or if not both also do like PUBG kind of stuff but mm -hmm. i think what's really interesting right now is with fortnite the unique the unique uniqueness of it and where i think the casters can't just just uh take over exactly what other esports do is that it's a battle royale game mm -hmm. so you have unless you're following one team and casting them that's a lot easier because um it's only maybe four people that you really have to keep track of and you just talk about what's mm -hmm. happening on the screen but when yep. you have duos which that's what sounds like fortnite wants to do they want to just have duos and uh, solos that means mm -hmm. you have 50 teams that are all over the map or 90 whatever like 99 100 yeah. players all over the map and right now, even when we talk about how we spectate Battle Royale games, that's still up in the air. I think um, mm -hmm. ESL and some other companies that work with PUBG, they've kind of had their, they're still playing around with it, even though they might have it figured out. Mm -hmm. H1Z1, when we talk about their pro league, they've been doing this for like uh, 10 weeks or nine weeks now. And mm -hmm. uh, I know ESL did something interesting where you could actually watch individual team streams like on their website or on an ESL page. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure, but people could spectate their own and they would have or you could spectate the esl broadcast where they're they have spectators and observers that are switching mm -hmm. over the camera for you so that should be interesting with fortnite because again you have so much going on and maybe you need more observers maybe you need a lot more communication maybe you need more play-by-play -play casters that are kind of watching different screens and they have to mm -hmm. communicate somehow like what screen we're actually broadcasting because there's just so much going on around the map, right? Yeah. I know that with the recent E3 event, they did that almost perfectly. That was really well done first, because... Yeah, first event? Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, it wasn't like, you know, directed camera, wherever the action is, that's where the camera takes you because there's just too much action on the screen mm -hmm. sometimes. Maybe like multiple people are dying and you can't cover everything. But... Um, I think with what they had and, you know, the different replay functions and the guys that really mastered it once it came out and they got those guys to maybe go to the event and like direct where the camera was going throughout every single moment, mm -hmm. which was beautiful. Um, but I think in terms of perfection, you would want one solid duo or maybe trio because that's what they did mm -hmm. over at E3. But you would need to... I don't know how you would do it, but you would have to make it so that it's fluent and you can understand it if you watch it. And they, they basically nailed it from what we've seen. Mm -hmm. um, maybe when it comes down to like the top eight, then that's when the directed camera can maybe take over and go to these different players wherever the action is happening. And they, they also did that pretty well too. So I think that right now, I think, I think they, they basically nailed it at this point. But they haven't nailed it to the point where someone like me can go in and do some crazy things like how they are doing. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I have to assume that Fortnite, I would like to believe that Fortnite or Epic Games will put some type of observer or spectator mm -hmm. mode for maybe custom games or for people yeah. that are running tournaments so that you are able to do that. I know mm -hmm. the replay system, you, 
uh, can you download other people's replays and watch them? No. No? So Sadly. that might be something where you can download a replay and then just be, be able to scout anybody. And maybe you have to actually cut together like a really well put together like VOD casted where you mm -hmm. know everything that's going on. But mm -hmm. yeah, when we, come, when we talk about the observers and the people that are casting, I feel like Epic Games needs to put some type of signal into their like broadcast production where like something is going on. These five yeah. teams are shooting right now. What's going on? And maybe like yeah. behind the scenes, those five screens pop up and then they pick whoever is a production guy picks like the one that goes to the observer or the casters and then they talk about it. Yeah. Um, but that's really difficult. I know like PUBG, if you look at the map, you can see when people are shooting, it just shoots out like this like Atari asteroid looking like just straight <laughs> line from the little dots that are on the map. So you actually see yeah. where they're shooting and that's uh, cool. yeah that's good information on the map it looks kind of archaic but it works um and again you have a system where you have so many people on a map like that's not easy f that's a lot of information that's a lot of uh technology that's we need to be running for it all to work smoothly too but um yeah i mean i really hope to see a way that epic games allows for people to easily shoutcast their own stuff without just mm -hmm. watching a stream um what else i would like to see a lot more smoother movement another thing that i saw from i would like to see them implement a replace replay system where like we mm -hmm. missed a kill let's go back and yeah. watch it when like something's not really cool. happening or when something's slow i mm -hmm. know with PUBG they have that but they or h1z1 does that at the end after the whole match is over they go through like teams team kills while they're kind of talking and it's really informative mm -hmm. for the analyst does to go over those kind of things oh, yeah. so i'm sure epic games will implement something like that too mm -hmm. i think that we should transition over to current tournament format mm -hmm. because this is a humongous topic right now because all of these different communities are coming together with all of these different formats <laughs> and that is interesting and all but i need customs like now <laughs> Because that will make paydays tournaments like ten times easier to cast. Yeah. So because right... current. Oh yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. You, you, go, you go ahead. You go ahead. So right now there's open qualifications where you sign up ahead of time, and then you ready up when you show up for the tournament, and mm -hmm. you play five matches, right? Yeah. And you're paired in duos, and mm -hmm. you just fight it out. And after those five games, you figure out who got the most wins. There's some tiebreakers, which takes a long time. And then after that, there's a bracket system where you you run down the bracket until you get the winner, mm -hmm. and then you get paid out, right? First and second mm -hmm. place. Uh, that takes I, too long. I think we're, we've experimented a little bit. It sounds like the last tournament, they actually did, um, they implemented some tiebreakers where if you get the same amount of kills, whoever lasted longer wins that. So that, that was cool. That probably helps. Yeah. Not sure if that's a way to go yet. Um, mm -hmm. I would actually like to see after five games as a cumulative, like how many kills you got over all five games. I think mm -hmm. that would be interesting. Um, I think that's how the Friday night Fortnite tournaments that Keemstar does. It's out of two games and whoever, and of those two games, the sum of your kills is what counts. It's not like mm -hmm. I won first round, I won second round. It's the best of three. It's not like that. Yeah. Um, I think payday could play around with that. Um, yeah. But let's see, how did uh, the E3 pro-am was the, there? That was just straight up. It was custom games. They played three games and that was it. Yeah. It was so nice. <laughs> right now, tournaments are lasting way too long. It's mm -hmm. like, even though we have a really nice system going and it's like, this is the best we can do, right? 
and it you know everything is fair there nobody can really complain about anything if they have the same amount of kills whoever lasts longer that's beautiful I, that happened actually last night i casted the game um with the keemstar tournament it's all about the losers bracket so you get two chances okay the only problem with that is that at the end of the winners that guy has to wait or that team has to wait maybe an extra two hours for like oh, finally the losers bracket to end because there's just so many people dumping into the losers bracket sure. and it just goes on and on and on and that really sucks if you're in the winners so the, currently this format's really nice the only problem with our current format is that it goes for way too long yeah. um and that's why i think that they're transitioning the um they're putting the tiebreakers and the ladders into one night and then the next night they're doing the top 64 gotcha. which is what what we're casting tonight for um xbox and then tomorrow is going to be a whole new you know a whole new tournament with ps4 or whatever right but i really love this because tonight all I have to do is cast six games and then we, we can announce a winner on stream and everybody can be happy, right? Because if you're, if you have a Twitch channel, then all you gotta do is give me the link and then I'll pull up the brackets and be like, Oh, these guys are in the second, you know, top 32 or whatever, or these guys are in the top 16. Right. So I think that right now it's great, but once they release customs, that's when everything's just going to take off Yeah, because you get to have so much. Yeah. With the pro-am it was basically instead of, Currently, how tournaments are run by just third parties is that like you get in a squad of four, but you're actually duoed and you fight it out trying to get more kills on the other two, right? Mm -hmm. But at the Pro-Am, it was duos are fighting each other and just mm -hmm. trying to last as longest because you have actually 50 duos in one yeah. game rather than you killing a whole bunch of like just pub stomp everyone that's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, on iOS or like yeah, is not exactly. don't know how to build. So, yeah, that pro-am just went by so quickly while ours, we don't get to put 50 teams against each other. It's yeah. two teams against each other for a few hours and then mm -hmm. go through the bracket where two teams are against each other. And that mm -hmm. when you have a lot of participants, that means a lot of time to get through all the brackets yeah. and all the open qualifiers. So um, like you said, it's the best that we can do with the system that we have, mm -hmm. but Epic Games is pushing really hard. They're putting lots <laughs> of money into things. So I think, I mean, everyone is just excited at what's going right. to happen and what kind of new technologies that Epic Games is going to implement, what mm -hmm. new ideas when it comes to spectating. And I mean, there's just so many... When we talk about, like you mentioned, the caster is just transitioning mm -hmm. from League and the personalities that we have in Fortnite, like Dr. Lupo, like people are doing really, really well. Oh, yeah. It's, it's you don't see many like people's, yeah. like they're doing well. They're doing really well yeah, when it comes yeah, yeah. to casting. And I love it because now as like an amateur play-by-play, -play, if I really work at this for, you know, a long period of time or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. People like me, we look up to people like that because, <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're a small play-by-play -play caster in your mother's basement right mm -hmm. eventually it's going to get to the point where it's like am i good enough to cast for pro fortnite right and who's going to be my color caster and you start to look at all the different personalities in the in the scene right now and dr lupo is a huge uh, color caster mm -hmm. and it's like that would be sick i get to be on a stage next to dr lupo and we're casting tsm versus phase <laughs> it's just like you think about that and i'm already just like oh my be sick right yeah super these are the different possibilities that can happen and you know since payday is probably honestly the only one of the only uh tournaments that are hosting you know streams if we constantly work at this and get better or whatever we eventually get to get more views which means more exposure mm -hmm. right and that's already happened in the league scene there's so many amateur 
leagues right now that are on the top and they're getting noticed by different people. Like, for example, there's this, there's this, pe- there's this community called the Compete League. And they started off as this very small group of people that just held you know, tournaments or whatever. But now they're at that point where Tyler one reached out to them to cast their, um, like the T one invitational, that mm-hmm. huge tournament. Right. Yeah. So that was really cool to kind of see like the guys that were just starting out all of a sudden they're now casting the T one invitational. And there's also ca- casters from there that are now going on to the LCS because they need casters or whatever. Right. So, yeah. And I mean, you have the collegiate league that's getting bigger too. So, mm-hmm. and like you said, the Academy league that's getting bigger, like clutch gaming is doing They're Like, are you the best shout caster? And any like, there's just, mm-hmm. luckily there are more opportunities, more supply out there because it's just so difficult and so competitive. But um, still, like, uh, I think I think Epic Games' approach to Fortnite, I'm not sure about this, but I think they're going to be having other tournament organizers and partnering with them, and people are going to hold mm-hmm. a ton of different tournaments, especially because be they're not having a franchise system. Mm-hmm. I think just there's going to be tournaments held by, like, anyone and everyone, and some of them will be, like, really big, mm-hmm. like ESL. You'll have probably PAX tournaments. You'll have, like, E3 mm-hmm. And that means you're going to have a lot of different people freelancing and being able to cast Fortnite tournaments. And uh, hopefully we'll have more people, which means also more competition and casters will get even better exactly. and better. It'll be really fun. To, and then you have like your favorite caster and then you're like, oh my gosh, he's going to cast with my favorite streamer, yeah, like Dr. Yeah, Luba. Yeah. Like this is really cool. And cool. you're going to have like anime crossovers, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. Good. I love it. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the payday tournaments that's been going on. So you've been doing it for what? Like... Uh, Maybe four streams or so? Three or four streams? I did two so far. Two streams? Okay. So tonight's gonna be my third. Yeah, so what are you seeing in those streams as in like our participants? Like how how is it going? Are you seeing like a huge skill discrepancy? Um yeah, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? I think that right now it's all for fun. Mm-hmm. It's just people trying to get this competitive edge because right now there's no solo queue in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably touch on that later. But um right now there's a lack of competitive and people want that yeah desperately so they're trying to look into all of these communities and then all of a sudden you find just out of the bloom um payday and it's like oh these guys are hosting xbox ps4 and pc so it's like this huge variety and all these people are starting to sign up um which is beautiful i think it's awesome um but right now you know, it, it's all about just kind of like rolling the dice at this point. It's like there are like the the very amateur people that are just coming in for fun. They don't stream. They just kind of like come in and they're just like, you know what? Let's just let's just do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's just grab a buddy. Maybe this guy I've been playing with for a couple months now. Right. And they get together. They play. They see how far they can get. If they get far, that's great. If not, you know, they come back next week and they can do it all over again. Yeah. And it doesn't cost any money. So it's, you know. And yeah. everybody's just coming in. Zero buy-in, um, and then if you exactly. end up winning, I think you get 150, and second place gets yeah. 50, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but we did get the chance to, or I got the chance to cast these guys last night, and they were really good. Like they won actually like three of the games of the squads, okay. so they they actually got to see like the full victory, and I got I got to cast like you know the 25 minute full game, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Um, Going towards the end, though, they kind of just like ran out of steam and they got a little <laughs> bit tired. So they just didn't really win the game, but they won their set versus their opponents, uh-huh, uh-huh. which is really cool. Um, but yeah, it's just I think it's amazing to get all of these different like person, like, I guess, amateur people in. And if you have a stream, then that just boosts you up by like so much. 
mm-hmm. because then I it makes my job like ten times easier. Because currently I'm messaging like the stream manager and and Bill, uh, and they're just sending me streams over and over again. They're just <laughs> me, like, spamming me links. And they're like they're playing right now. These guys are playing right now. These guys just finished. Let's go right. And the, we just have to. I just have to like be on my feet like the whole entire time. Yeah. And you know it's it's kind of stressful, but it's it's so much fun because yeah. I'm doing it alone, and I I get to. Just manipulate like, the whole entire stream, just however I'm definitely going to have to find you a co-caster or at least yes. <laughs> um, definitely just a little plug, you guys. If you are listening to this and are going to be a part or already a part of the Payday Tournaments, if you go to your team profile, you can actually link your stream there, either on your personal page or your team page. And that's where Bill and our stream manager board and uh, <clears throat> Daniel over here can find your stream. So when he's shoutcasting and looking for active games, He'll go through a list, and that's where we find your stream. So don't forget to put that in your profile when you make your payday account. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's really cool. I love what you mentioned, where there's a lack of competitiveness. Like you don't get to show off how good you actually yeah. are. You don't get to stack up against other people. And like, let's talk about League of Legends for a second. They implemented this thing called Clash, where you get together with four of your friends, build a team of five, and then play like a three-day thing where you play like a few matches. Mm-hmm. And that's really exciting because it's like, it's a little different from solo queue where you're like, you know, you can complain about your teammates. You don't know what you're going to match make with, but you get to put friends together and get into like this competitive environment where your hands get a little sweaty. You know, you get it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really exciting. And then with Fortnite, you just don't get that unless you join tournaments. And it's like, oh, I'm not going to get into the $20,000 Keemstar thing. I'm not going to get to D3. I'm not, I'm a no one, but... There's this thing called payday where I don't have to pay a exactly. thing and I might win. And if I don't, I get to play a duel with my friend and like yeah. you get to be a little more serious. And for uh-huh. people that are competitive, that is just that's really exciting. That's really exciting. I think it's the fun. It's, it's the absolute fun is to hear people's inner competitive come out during these events. Because like <laughs> you could have a guy who's very quiet, very just like back. You know, when you play Fortnite with each other, it's like, eh, you know, it's fun. Right. But finally, when you get into these tournaments, you hear one of them and they're just like, they're shot calling the whole entire thing. You're going to go here. You're going to go here. We're going to go here. We're going to get mats here. Right. And it's like, it, it's great. I think it, it's awesome. Have you seen any friendships ruined from Fortnite yet? <laughs> no. Oh, thank God. Um, I do know that some streamers get a little bit competitive with each other. Um, but other than that, you know, I think it's all fine. Yeah. And I think that's fine too. There's nothing wrong with like, I think being angry at a loss or, uh, yeah. you know, some, something happening. That's just part of it. That's part of the excitement. You know, it's not, you don't find happiness if there's no sadness there. And so, I mean, that's one person wins and everyone else loses in tournaments. So, uh, mm-hmm. that, that is fun as long as, you know, everything is in, uh, in con- under control, you know? Yeah. If we look at like other, uh, FPS games or even like, like you said, the fighting game community with smash, like people will get each other's faces. Super. Hopefully we are developing rivalries and like people are yeah. noticing each other at payday. That would be really, really fun. Well, the, the thing that I'm looking for, because in the league scene, everyone's respectful, right? Mm-hmm. When someone kills someone else, it's like, okay, good job, good job, good job. Right. And they're PR, yep. whatever. Right. And all of a sudden when the end, when, when the game ends, they're all shaking hands in the NBA 2K scene, they're yelling at each other from across the stage. <laughs> they're just like, this is why I was chosen first over you or whatever. Yeah, and it's yep. like, whoa, this is amazing. Right. Over in the smash community, like they're like friendly, but when they're on stage, straight face, you know, Oh yeah. Full focus. It's great. I don't know what the Fortnite 
tournament system is going to be if you know phase is on one side and tsm's on the other is myth all of a sudden going to stand up and go this is why i'm on tsm and you're on phase or whatever Get right out of my house you know exactly it's it's i don't know like is it going to be respectful is it going to be competitive respectful i don't know i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be cool yeah I, this this next year is just gonna i think it's gonna be a big another boom for esports and fortnite like mm-hmm. it's just there's so much that can happen, and Fortnite has just so much behind it. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so yeah. so exciting. And the only thing that's gonna ruin this game is their own doing. And I think now we can transition into the patches. Sure. What's been it. coming out in Fortnite? This is the, probably our last topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, what Fortnite is doing is they're not trying to ruin their game, right? <laughs> so it's gotten to the point where it's massive. Everybody is playing it. Everybody has heard of it. Even people that don't even play video games are just like, Fortnite, you know, mm-hmm. right? Um, and what Fortnite is doing or what Epic is doing is every week they're releasing a patch, but it's not anything huge. It's just like, oh, new item. Here's like the, the base stats, whatever. And then we're going to change maybe a weapon to do either a little bit more damage or the reload times going up, whatever, right? And I love this because if you release this big patch and all of a sudden you're changing all of these weapons, you can't go to yourself, all right, what what went wrong this patch? But what they're doing right now is like, all right, they released the stink bomb and they nerfed the the rocket launches, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, less now is it. capacity, right? Yeah. Those? Yeah. yeah sure. So what do you think about that? Um... I like the stink bomb. I think it's really interesting. It's going to change up gameplay a lot because it's a really nice zoning tool and it does mm-hmm. decent amount of damage. I think it does like, it kind of does like the storm at late game, like the damage mm-hmm. per second and it ticks. So if someone's in a one by one, you just throw it in there. And, yeah. and that could also mean you could, that lets you open up your inventory where you might not need grenades if you're able to find a lot of stink bombs. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like this because building people have been getting so good at building and mm-hmm. holding up and when you're at a disadvantaged spot when you don't have the high ground when you don't have the cover that someone has been sitting in the middle of the circle for three circles for the stink bomb can give you that edge to kind of make them come out of it right mm-hmm. uh, so that seems exciting i haven't seen i haven't been able to watch people use it i don't know if you've been following streamers that yeah. have been using it what, what is yeah, your impression really cool. of it so currently what it does is five damage every half second, right? So it does about 10 damage every second, okay. right? Like you were saying, what you can do is if you're both sitting in a one by one and one guy has stink bombs, you can throw it into the other guy's structure and they have to immediately escape because they don't want to take that 90 damage or whatever yeah. it is. I think it goes on for nine seconds. So math, right? So you're just kind of <laughs> like run out of the structure and you have to then rotate or you just kind of like you build your way down and edit your way down. But that takes that that takes a long time, so no one wants to do that. So they're probably going to just escape the structure. But I haven't seen anybody use it like really effectively. Like there's no montage plays just yet. When the bounce pads came out, that's when Myth was you know bouncing off of a pad, pulling out the shotgun, mm-hmm. and one tapping someone in the head, and that was crazy. I haven't seen anybody use a stink bomb to like zone a whole entire area just yet. But once we do see that, that's when the strategy plays are going to come out, and that's kind of like the difference of play style. People like these aggressive kind of items like the bounce pad because they can pull off these crazy plays. But to the guys that camp in the one buys, they they like items like the stink bomb because they can zone the enemy to go wherever they want them to go. Yeah, it's not as flashy. You, you, I think you're right. Like you're not going to see yeah. any crazy montage where a stink bomb or like, you know, no one's yeah. sniping <laughs> off a, 
like you see those when the shopping carts came out people were going crazy you see yeah. some really fun things but the stink bob it's like this it feels like almost like a competitive change like something to really switch mm. up the meta when you're talking about like people that are really good at this game and are able to mm. use it strategically not like flashy 360 no scopes yeah, yeah. That i like it but still i really mm. like it yeah uh, what you mentioned with like fortnite keeping their game fresh I love mm-hmm. how they're just putting new items in. They're taking some out. They're making small changes, some big changes. Um, maybe not even taking out a gun, but you know, nerfing it enough where people aren't running, you know, double pumps or anything like that. Mm. Maybe the heavy shotgun is now the strongest. Like it's nice to see inventories, the best inventories changing. Uh, mm. I don't think it's happening too fast, and I don't think it's happening too slow. I think it's right. a good, really good pace. And I think this is probably the last uh, point we'll mention, but. The like the thing that I love is that they didn't release the jetpack patch with so many changes. Mm-hmm. Is that they just released the jetpack and there was many changes, maybe like one or two changes that come along with it. And then once everybody started to complain about these jetpacks, that's <laughs> when they they just they're like, okay, this is where we went wrong. We'll take it out of the game. Everyone will be happy again, right? And the game has been completely fine since then. There's no real you know community uprising roars about another thing or like fortnite is ruined now or whatever this was just like the uh rocket the the controllable rocket launcher right that yeah. was in for a little bit and then it got removed after mm-hmm. like yeah this kind of uh is not that fun mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you have it, one. <laughs> it, it, it just didn't work and then they just take it out and then they just move on with the patches right they maybe release the stink bomb people like it a lot or they they implement the the bounce pad no one's complained about that either so they just they keep it in the game. What works, works. What what they need to buff, they'll eventually buff like they did with the silenced SMGs. But if something is just not working, they'll take it out of the game and everything, everything's fine. So let me ask you this question. Uh, would you ever like to see big patches where um, a lot changes, a lot of items are maybe removed or switched out? Or like, do you want to see something big? Because... Uh, Again, talking about League of Legends, every now and then you see a big patch with League of Legends and it, when it comes to the competitive scene, it just makes things go crazy. Like right now, the competitive scene is crazy because so many changes, mm-hmm. which can also get exciting because no, everyone there's that uh, lag time where everyone's trying to figure out what is the best way, what is the best mm-hmm. kit, what's the best way to play this game and approach it. And sometimes that gets really exciting when you see so many different things versus yeah. if you put one thing at a time it's like oh stink bombs the best everyone has stink bombs and you're sick of seeing stink bombs like what do you what do you think about that so that's that's the problem with other esports right now is that with overwatch they they did exactly that it was just like i don't think they ever did smalls at any point it was just always big patches big patches go 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 right Mm -hmm. same thing with league every single patch there's about 10 uh champions that are nerfed or buffed or whatever and they don't know what the problem is because they implement so much what what Fortnite is doing right now is that it's slow. It's very progressive, and I love it so much because you know exactly what's wrong with the game, and you fix that for the next patch, and then the other teams can just do their own thing. Like There's probably a whole entire team that is revolved around making the custom, uh, custom modes, and they want to push that out to the community as fast mm-hmm. as possible. There's probably a bug fix team that they're just doing their own thing all throughout the day, testing little bugs out. Right? There's probably a weapon balance team. That's just all getting together and they're saying what needs to be buffed and what needs to be nerfed, what's too strong right now. Mm-hmm. And they're they're doing little changes. Like nobody absolutely hated the new shotgun reworks. Like you can't one shot with the shotgun anymore, which kind of sucks, right? But 
it gives you know little bit worse players a little bit of a of a, yes. a counter to play. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're not like running over a roof and you see the guy that's on the other side of the roof and he has a, a blue pump and he's got one puppy in the head and then yeah. gets a reset, right? But now what you can do is you maybe you get one you get pumped for 180 or whatever it is now. Mm -hmm. And you can maybe try and counter it with like some building of your own. You can try and get out of a weird situation using a jump pad or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think that currently as it stands, I love these small patches. I don't want to see big patches for a really long time because if they do do a humongous patch that just mixes up the whole game, it's just, I don't think it's going to, good yeah. i don't know i mean i'm trying to remember what happened at the start of the season i mean so we had those meteor strikes that like destroyed yeah. tilted and it changed yeah. up the map a it was lot. a map it was it was a map but yeah it wasn't was like uh functionality or feature like there wasn't anything crazy happening with weapons right at that time no it was just the hop rocks it was like oh there's new, there's new uh, so again, rocks like a map. small quote-unquote small yeah. patch right i love it and i also love how they're you know at the beginning of the season they're implementing new areas it's not like they're implementing all these big areas. It's that, you know, all right, some of Tilted, it's dead, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's new. There's now Dusty Divot instead of Dusty Depot, which adds a whole new area, right? Throughout these patches, there's been trees that are being slowly added to these areas because uh, there's not enough materials in these areas for yeah. people to land and actually, you know, enjoy landing there. Risky <laughs> Reels, right? That That's a whole new thing. In this patch, it was all about the soccer field because of the World Cup, but yeah. that also adds a new rotational spot for people if they want to go junk junction junction for some reason or if they want to go to the the broken down kind of castle right outside of junk uh -huh. and they can rotate to the soccer and then they can rotate there to pleasant right so it's all these cool new new rotations yeah. rotational spots yeah awesome yeah so i think that is it for this episode if you guys want to give us some input or let us know what you guys want to hear about or what you want us to talk about. You can tweet us at payday.g or at payday.gg. Uh, my personal Twitter is at justcasual9. What is yours, Daniel? It's at it's Daniel Mena. There you go. That will be in the description. If you're on YouTube, you can just comment below and that'll be easy. If you're listening to this an audio format on our podcast, yeah, you'll probably have to tweet us. It's probably the best way to reach us. But uh, besides that, yeah, don't forget to sign up for our payday tournaments. You can go to payday.gg. And it's it's pretty easy there. You can go to our YouTube channel, just search Payday GG, and there's some tutorials and how-to videos on how to actually create a profile, figure out your team, and there'll be more how-to videos in the future just to help you guys uh, get running in our tournaments and using our website. So uh, yeah, besides that, any last words? That's it. Thank All you right. guys for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time.